I'm Sydney. I'm Ashley. And you're about to listen to some rough shit. Some really sad, stupid shit. But if you love tea... We're about to serve you some tea, girl. Girl, you better pull up a chair. You better get cozy. Because we're serving you the piping hot tea about the end of our very long-term relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And how devastated we are. We are so sad. Wow! I've never been sadder in my life. (laughs) We're all having a great time. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. Well, me and Ashley are. If you have a beverage, cheers to you, my friend. Um, and if you've ever been broken up with or have had to break up a long-term relationship, get ready to relive that. This, <laughs> Just this, relive it. This show is going to be about us talking to each other about our ill-timed breakups and about how we are working through those issues yeah. and growing from them and hopefully. how, and how hopefully, and how we've been there for each other and how the women in our lives have been there and how... We're just dealing. Maybe you'll relate. It's about how to deal. How and to deal. I hope that it teaches you how to deal, too. How to deal, too. What the fuck do you do? What do you do? What did you do? How do you deal? How did you deal? Cried at a nail salon. We all Check. know that. Check. Um, my sister came over, and I. She took me into her tiny arms because she's four Aww. years younger than me, and I lost it. Just absolutely lost it, and then she lost it. And I think that's like the most intimate, vulnerable, and like bonding thing that we've ever done in our lives. And I screamed in my car driving up and down St. Charles Avenue. <laughs> Just. Screaming and crying and screaming and crying. Making eye contact with the person next to me in the car. They look very concerned. Did you pull like a Lady Gaga, like shallow kind of guttural howl? Yes. Did you pull like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was just a lot of that. And I don't even know what I was listening to. It was probably something like... Probably something about being betrayed or something. Definitely. And I Your betrayal playlist. Scream the lyrics. <laughs> and any man that looked upon me I wanted to burn in hellfire. For sure. That hasn't changed. Never will change ever probably. And I texted everyone I knew <laughs> that had gone through something like this before and I said, How? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Mm-hmm. I wanted to kill myself. <sighs> yeah. I was, I had at least planned two different versions of it. Pretty, pretty intensely. Um, and I don't say that lightly. Like, I feel like I'm making a joke about it, but I don't mean we to. We have to put, like, a trigger warning on this. Yeah, like, it was I'm not like, haha, like, I'm gonna kill myself. It was like. No, you were really it was gonna like, do it. I'm gonna kill myself. I was so worried about you in those first couple days. I was like. You should absolutely not be alone. I'm so glad that you... I knew that. ...stayed with people. I stayed with people. Because I knew. Yeah. I knew. Um, yeah, I was fully planning to kill myself. Um, yeah, you were mad. I was viscerally angry. I was sad. You were mad. I skipped the grief stage and went straight to anger. 
But I had something to be mad about. You had something to be mad about. And I also think that my initial reaction to most things is either bitterness or anger rather than sadness. (laughs) You really get mad. I get really mad. Because it didn't... That Taurus. I didn't make any... It didn't make sense I know. And I immediately booked um, a healing session with Kathleen Curry, who does breath work and cranial sacral therapy. And I'd been wanting to do something with her for a long time, but I'd never justified it. Can you explain what those things mean? Yes. What did you call them? Breath work? Breath work and cranial sacral therapy. Cranial sacral. Do not ask me how to spell that. I think he spelled it... I think... I think I can understand how you spelled it. Incorrectly. It might be incorrect. (laughs) It's basically... I didn't know what it was when I showed up. Okay. Um, It basically triggers a panic attack. Oh. So you... (laughs) Great. I I don't need any help with that. Which I'm really glad that I didn't know before going in. Um, One, because I probably wouldn't have gone. And two, because it was amazing. So you start out the session and you meditate with her and she calls upon your guides to come forth and let you know the things that you need to know and I feel like we should pause here and be like upfront about like we are like woo woo skeptics but also love the woo woo we are into the hoodoo voodoo yeah but we're like hippy dippy hoodoo voodoo we're into that weird shit so if you're not into it be into it you should just listen because I think you're gonna be into it because we weren't I feel like we really weren't no we weren't and then we worked for oh my god we got, yeah, we got introduced to Reiki healing, and I think it just sounds awesome. And different modalities of healing that are not traditional. Totally. And that interested both of us. I think when you're in a situation like this, you grasp onto anything that anything. could help you at all. You're like, will Satan help me? Sure. Beelzebub? Where are, where are you? <laughs> where art thou? Let a bitch know. Like, you know? I, yeah, like if someone told me, like, if you sew your toes together, you won't feel <laughs> sad anymore. You won't be sad anymore. I'd be like, yeah. Where the fuck's my kit? I'll give it a go. So I'll take it, take it for a spin. Try anything once. Try anything once. Twice if I like it. You know? Cheers <laughs> to you. Girl. Girl. Okay. So, okay, so I'm sorry. I had to interject no, about no, your... I'm glad that we explained that. We There's going to be some woo-woo in There's going to be a lot of hippie-dippie-hoodoo-voodoo. Yeah. Which is, I like calling it by its full name. <laughs> I like to call it... The woo-woo. The woo-woo. I like hoodoo-voodoo. Call it whatever the fuck you want. I'm You're not going right, to please your language. You can say what I'm going to please your language. You're not. Um, It's basically a pan... So... Heart, breath, work. breath work is you breathe in twice and out once. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a panic attack already. I'm already having a panic it's, attack. <laughs> just thinking about anxiety that. It's inducing. triggering me right now. You lay on a table and you do that. Until, nope, I and won't. the whole goal—the <laughs> whole goal—is to get all the things out of your body that are in your body, basically. Oh, wow. And so I do that for like a minute, and she's doing it with me, and she has a towel over my eyes, and she says, "Okay, on three, we're gonna scream." And, I, and I'm like, that's... Did you just say that? And by the time I think that, she has screamed already. Oh, you missed the scream. And I missed it. <laughs> and, I, and I keep breathing, and she's like, okay, now we're going to do it together. And so you... And I screamed, and then I just kept screaming. And then the screaming turned to crying. And she was like, this is really good. Keep going. And she sat down and she put her hands on me and she was like, is there anything that you need to say right now? And I couldn't even think of anything. It was like your blackout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and I screamed, I'm so much better than this. I remember that really clearly. Whoa. And she, you know, I had my eyes closed. And you hold hands, you hold rocks in your hands, these stones. Of course you do. Right. As one does. As one does in this situation. (laughs) And you hold them, and by the time I had screamed, my arms were vibrating off of the table. And it wasn't, I've never felt like that before in my life. It was as if something else had taken over. And all of the emotion and anger that I felt maybe I'd pushed down, that I wasn't experiencing, but that was in my body. Because this was a week and a half after. Mm-hmm. So every day going to work and going to the bathroom and trying to hold myself together. It was like all of that that was buried in my body. You've been holding it. I was holding it. And it was like it was coming out of me. And I was shaking. And it was just really good. She guided me through this whole You're shaking thing. right now. Yeah. I mean, it was it was incredibly powerful. And I basically uncovered through that session that this thing that happened to me was my biggest fear and I had lived my whole life every relationship that I was in and I was in serial I was a serial dater I'd like dated guys for a year but I always every time I got into a relationship I would be like okay you have about a year and I never told a guy that I loved him and when I did it was definitely a lie and I always was skeptical I never wanted a man you're not my eyes you also are not a person who i would describe as a romantic i think i'm incredibly romantic you're not romantic in relationships i think it's because i try to protect myself and i have always been the youngest of my friends so i had all these girlfriends that were three four years older than i was when i first started dating that had been betrayed that had been hurt that had been lied to by all these dumbass high school boys and i was like this is what dudes do to you and there's no fucking way that a guy's going to do that to me. No fucking way. It was almost like I had personally had a vendetta and just took on this role in my life of I will fuck up every man that I date because they are not allowed to fuck up my friends. Yeah. It was like I was so angry from a very young age at the fact that so many women that were so wonderful to me and had been hurt. Had been hurt by shitty dudes. Shitty dudes. Oh, just like question to anyone listening, how many of the women in your life have been fucked over by shitty dudes? By by some limp dick, stick and poke, tattoo, skateboarding ass, bass playing ass, with sad song, no job having, no car driving, broke ass motherfuckers, little dick who ain't never, little dick who ain't never scrubbed it with some soap and water. Oh God, some dirty dick, dirty dick, dirty. Darty dick. Ugh, <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Oh, I'm haunted. It's truly haunted. This is why I'm gay. This is why I'm gay. I understand what brought you to the other side. If I could have gone over there, I would have gone by now. Okay, like, alright. To be fair, <laughs> that didn't make me gay. Like, I just am. <laughs> but, like, I also have dated and fucked all those gross you, dudes. You have. You I have went been in the trenches. I've been in the us. trenches. I was Sinidos. in the trenches. She's one of us. <laughs> We don't know yet. We'll get there. Your Reiki healer. My Reiki tell healer you, has some feelings. I can't wait till we get to that part. Please keep going. Um, basically, found out that I had protected myself throughout all my younger relationships, and this was the first guy that I let myself truly love, truly feel vulnerable, vulnerable with, and plan a future with, and trusted in. And he had taken all of those things, and betrayed me and Kathleen 
looked at me and she said, your biggest fear finally happened to you and look at where you are right now. She was like, you're doing everything that you can to heal and to do this correctly. You're in a great place. You're doing everything right. And that was extremely validating. And it felt really healing to hear. And then she moved on to this cranial sacral therapy, which is putting different pressure on points of your body that affect who the fuck knows. We don't know. We don't know. We should pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, I paid a lot of money and we're not thinking about that part of it. No. Um, We're still paying that off. Just kidding. It wasn't that expensive. You should all book a session with her. But by that time, I let the stones go because it really felt like all of the things that were in my body like evaporated into these physical objects and I didn't want to touch them anymore. They felt hot and like heavy and gross to me. So I removed them um, and I wasn't shaking anymore. But oh, also I forgot I couldn't move my jaw. After I screamed and I kept breathing, I couldn't move, like my jaw was stuck and I couldn't open my mouth. And she said, when there's so much that you have to say and there's so much that's coming out of your body, sometimes it freezes. Like it, it, your throat chakra holds all of those things. So that was crazy. I couldn't talk for like 30 minutes after the session. But she started you know, putting pressure on my body and she moves to the back of my head my eyes are closed and I saw my 16 year old self with her long ass hair and skinny arms Ugh, the good old days fucking Christ we didn't deserve it we did not deserve it um and she looked at me and she said I'm so proud of you for loving like this and then I saw myself as like a middle-aged woman and she like put her hands on me and she was like this is just the beginning and then I saw myself as, like, an old woman, and they all hugged me, and they were like, you're going to be okay. I'm going to cry right now. It was cra- it was really crazy, and I started crying again at that moment. Um, I had never felt a presence like that before. And then that kind of faded, and I saw a bull skull. Real hoodoo voodoo. And I reached for it, and then I was... And again, no drugs were taken during this time. Just a lot of sage was to in the room, clear. to be clear. And then I was on a bull, really furry, really soft, just like resting on it, riding through this like open field and it was sunset and everything was lavender colored and it like gently rested me onto this soft, cool grass and I fell asleep. And then I woke up when she said, I'm going to go wash my hands. You can get up whenever you want. And so I sit up and I'm like, that was fucking weird. And so she comes back in the room, and I'm like, Kathleen, I had this crazy vision of, like, my past selves and all this stuff when you touch the back of my head. And she says, that's so crazy. When I moved to the back of your head, I felt presence in the room, and it felt like I was a part of some, like, warrior princess initiation moment. Like, this is a new chapter of your life that you're moving into, which is, like, exactly what my old woman self said. So that was crazy. You didn't tell me all this. I'm glad that I'm hearing all this for, like, the very first time right now. It was so insane. And then I told her about the bull, and Kathleen's also a Taurus. Of course. So she's, like, leading me through this, like, healing pasture and, like, laying me down to sleep. And who knows how long I was asleep on that table before she walked out. Because she had to, like, cleanse the air and everything and, like, spray shit everywhere to get all the fucking bad vibes out of that room. There's probably a lot of fucking bad vibes. There were so many bad vibes. I screamed a lot. (laughs) I screamed so much. Yeah, I was Tarzan over that bitch. Yeah. 
Yeah. Remember when Phil Collins did the <laughs> soundtrack and it was incredible? Oh, God. The best soundtrack ever. Uh, Hands down. Right now, I can't think of a better movie soundtrack. Not one. Not A Star Is Born? No. Close second. Close second would obviously be uh, Call Me By Your Name oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Not originals, but that's okay. That's We're, fine. I'm allowed We're to have an opinion. It. Wow. So that's the that's like the most intense healing thing that I did besides like reading everything Brene Brown ever wrote. You know? We don't deserve Brene Brown. God bless that woman. Uh, see, you turned to Brene and I turned to Oprah. <laughs> what? I have been listening to nothing but Oprah's Super Soul Conversations. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I've been on that Oprah shit, Ever son. Were you on it before this happened? No. Whoa. Mm-mm. Holy moly. I've been on Oprah. But you booked a session as well. I did. That's, like, when I got back from my three-day, like, farm excursion in Eunice, um, mm-hmm. where my family lives and is from, um, I booked a fucking facial and a Reiki healing session on the same day. Fuck yeah. And I was like, bye-bye, bitches. <laughs> I'm bye-bye, bye-bye money. <laughs> bye-bye, money. Yeah. Um... I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a vain bitch. Like, I like... Yeah, but you're a Leo, so it's fine. I'm a Leo. I like to look good, and I feel like a breakup is the ultimate, like, pride, like, killer for a Leo. Like, we need so much worship and attention and, like, to feel so, like, loved and validated yeah. and, like, to, to be left, to be broken up with, to be told, like, I don't want you, basically. Wow. Wow. Can't imagine anything worse for Leo to, to endure. So I was like, she about to get this skin right is what she about to do. We're about to get hot. So she got a micro peel. She got dermaplaning. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she got you someone to rub her face. On the outside of your body and on the inside of your right. body. Right. So like I had my facial and then I went to my Reiki healer who I have seen before. Um, only once before. And have you had Reiki before? I have not had Reiki before and I feel like... I know that, no, I know that I feel like I'm the one <laughs> that introduced you to Reiki or I mean, like told you about it. For sure. I mean, like for sure I didn't come up with the idea on my own, but like we really have to both be honest about how we came to know Reiki, which was a, a particular client that we had. That's very true. But I also think that I have a lot of woo-woo friends from LA that like have done a past life regression before and I have been wanting to do it, and that's why I'm just very jealous of your Reiki experience. Well, you have as much access to a Reiki experience I know, I as I do. So, like, book a fucking Reiki experience. It's really expensive. One. Yeah, girl. Well, so was your cranial whatever the fuck. Cranial sacral. It's not as expensive as okay. the Reiki. Well, you know, honestly, you're coming like, out from a place of privilege. I'm coming from a place of privilege. I mean, like, let us just, like, be clear in the fact that, like, we spend our money stupidly yeah really dumb we're dumb bitches yeah but we're fortunate to have money that we can spend stupid but what we don't okay it, <laughs> i said okay like let me be like okay i'll speak for myself because not you because you definitely i need to work on most, some things the most dumb one with money but like i'm sure. not actually no you're incredibly smart and you probably had that $200, like, sectioned off somewhere for your healing practice. Like, I always you absolutely have a budget. have that in your budget. 100%. Always, there's always a budget, and I always have the money. Or I can find the money pretty easily. You are so good at it. It's like, 
don't know what the fuck you're doing or what you've subscribed to, but I need to, like, get there. It's just, like, the wavelength that I'm currently on, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's the I'm energy, like, the that. vibration. I'm underneath the earth. You're dead. Yeah. You're dead and gone. I, well, so, like, all that is to say, like, yes, I chose some alternative healing methods, but the thing is, too, is, like, when you're hurting, when you are experiencing, like, hurt that is so big that you can't even, like, begin to think about it, it's, like... You will throw anything to the wall and oh see what sticks. I'll latch on. I was like, "Tell me what yeah. the fuck to do." Like anybody, I'll do I, literally anything. You want me to have like worms suck my fucking toes? Like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I will literally do like right. something. I will do something. I'll do, dive into this open water. Like let's swim with some sharks. Like That's fine. let's let's do like a like a fecal transplant, which is a thing that happens. What? Yeah, they take, like, someone else's poo and they put it in you. No! No, it's to, like, get your gut bacteria no right. I swear to God. No way. I don't think it works, but, like, people are doing it. That's so scary. It's so, like you take the vampire facials. That's, that's how I feel how, about vampire facials. I know it works, though. To be clear, people who are not woo-woo, this is how Reiki sounds to them. It's like a fecal transplant. transplant. So, like, yeah. Just be clear, like, when we're talking about it, like, people are going to go, these bitches are nuts, which we are. But but we all have guides. You need to listen to your guide. Okay, people? Well, my guides. So so the girl that I go to see, I, I should call her a woman. She's not a girl. She's a full-grown adult. Her name is beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. Her name is Amberly Carter. She practices out of the space, which is above Raw Republic on Magazine Street. Um, and she also practices, like, long distance. And, like, she does all kinds of things. But I've seen her before. And I had really enjoyed my experience. And actually, my ex had noted that I had a big shift in my anxiety after my first session with her. Which is not what I was there for at all, mind mm-hmm. you. But um, that had marked like a big transition for me in terms of just like seeming, I guess, to people around me. Like a more well-balanced and less like frenetic person. So, um, so she was a person that I thought I could go to. And I felt like I needed to immediately afterward. And she was very responsive via email, and I made an appointment with her. And um, she, not only is she an energy healer, I mean, she, like, heals in, like, a number of quote-unquote modalities, meaning... Modalities. Like, she does other shit. Like, not acupuncture, but, like, another modality of healing. She does Chinese medicine, right? She is a doctor of metaphysics. And a nutritionist. Oh, just casual. Mm-hmm. So she knows a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but another thing that she happens to do, she also has a podcast, by the way. We should, like, link to that. But oh my God, yes, in the notes. In the notes. Oh, my God, we're going to have notes. Crazy. We're going to have notes. Okay. We'll link to her. But she also, as a part of her Reiki practice, um, like, can get in touch with your, quote-unquote, spirit guides. So, like, spirit guides are, like, the woo-woo way of basically calling... Like, it's the same thing as, like, your guardian angel. Yeah. But in in this world, there is the thought that there are multiple spirits, and they might even be people that, like, you're karmically linked to who chose to not reincarnate with you in this life, but have reincarnated with you in other lives. So, like, it might be, like, your mother or from your sister from a past life who, like, don't exist in this lifetime for you, but, like, have known you for millennia. And they're just always around. And they're always they're, around. Like, floating around you. So she... In my first session, told me that I had, like, a bunch of them that they were, like, hilarious and that, like, they would not shut up. Like, she told me that she doesn't normally, it's not, like, typical for her necessarily to, like, do the thing, like, talk to the spirit guides, but, like, mine would not shut the fuck up. And she was like, I, she, like, couldn't even concentrate because they were talking so much at her. Like, she was having a hard time even, like, focusing on our session. But this time around, 
she had a lot to say. And she was very clear to me that, like, yes, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an energy healing, but I'm also reading your energy. Like, I'm not, like, I am not communicating with something that you don't have access to. Like, I am reading your energy and, like, what's you in your energy field. You have to tap into that shit. Right. Not. So, like, well she was like, I'm tapping into it, and, like, I can see what's in your energy, and, like, that's what I'm going to tell you. So, like, mm-hmm. you already know all this intrinsically, but, like, I'm revealing it to you. So, some of the things she had to say were energetic, and some of the things she had to say were, like, messages from my spirit guides, basically, who had a lot to say. As they um, would, and as they always do. Most interestingly, they started with saying that both me and my ex, that we chose this, that we have done this dance a million times before, that, like, we are karmically linked, which I had read in several of our, like, astrology things, that we chose to reincarnate in this life together and that we chose to have this relationship, but that we ultimately, like, had... It's predetermined that we were going to break up. Was it... Wait. Did that happen in every life that y'all lived together? Is that what she meant by that? She was saying that, like, in every life we find each other and we love each other, and then one of us hurts the other one. Whoa, shit. Yeah, and, like, maybe in the last round, like, I was the one who left her, or, like, mm-hmm. there's some kind of thing that keeps us playing out this pattern because we're supposed to learn from it. And, and obviously you've never learned from it. <laughs> or maybe I didn't learn that thing from right, it. You right, know? right. And, and who knows, this could be the second time it ever happened. This could be the first time it ever happened. But, That's like, so crazy. We, this is preordained, we planned it, our higher selves, quote unquote, planned this. So that made me feel good. She said that we chose, we we are playing roles that we chose to play. Um, she said one day we might be friends, but that this breakup is a good thing, and I should see it as an opportunity. I'm reading notes from my phone right now. Um, and then she gave me some timelines. Like she told me that like the next four days would be rough, and that the next three months would be really emotionally weird. And then, but she said I'm starting a two year pattern of healing and growth. And then she said something. <laughs> But you know what she said. She, like, got very uncomfortable <clears throat> at one point. It was like, um... Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. And she was like, well, um, you know, you, uh, you know, I see a lot of different, like, romantic partners on your timeline. Like, you know, this isn't, like, the last person you're going to love. And, like, you should just, like, be open to, like, different people. And I was like, what are you really trying to tell me right now? So I was like, uh-huh. What? She's like, yeah, just, like, you know, like, just, like, be open to something, like, different than you're used to and I'm like and I can tell that she was like uncomfortable and she knows like I'm gay yes and so I'm like do you mean men and she was like yeah and I was like oh my god this is like the that is the actual goal of the podcast is like is Sydney gonna fuck a dude am I gonna fuck a dude are you gonna fuck a dude ew I I hate it I remember when you used to it, these days, it happened, you guys. It happened upon once upon a time. Once no upon longer. a midnight dreary, I did in fact let a penis inside of my body, and I. You enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate men. Right. I didn't necessarily hate sex with men. It was usually disappointing. But I mean, look, who said like never say never? That's what Kimberly's trying to tell you. That's what my fucking spirit guides are trying to tell me. Because you know what they said? Direct quote from my spirit guides, according to Amberly, direct quote, she says that my spirit guides said, quote, it's like I've been vegan for five years and now I'm craving meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No. 
My spirit guides. Oh my god, your spirit guides. I've been like pussy vegan. I've been like pussy vegan, and I need to get like dick omnivore, like dick and pussy omnivore status. Like, I can't believe that that your spirit guides. Of course they did. Think about it. I mean, like, of course they said that. They're mine. I know, and like, of course they said that. But I just think it's very appalling that like your spirit guides wouldn't be as ferociously lesbian as you are. You know, like what is that? I don't know. I mean, that was, like, huge to take in. I was like... Yeah, that's really fucking strange. And everybody that I have since told this to has been like, well, maybe she means, like, someone with masculine energy. And I'm like, no, no, no. no. Because you're already specifically Right, I'm already attracted to masculine yeah. energy. Yeah. You have a lot of masculine energy. I have a lot it's of masculine like energy. It's like, about you. Yeah. It, in no way did I get the sense that she meant someone who was masculine. No. you. She meant penis. Dick. She... Dick and balls. Literally meant... Pee-pee. The pee-pee. The pee-pee. <laughs> I am disgusted. I don't know what I would... I literally don't know what I would do with the dick. Well, you told me that, and I just couldn't not laugh. Everyone has laughed. People... Because you knew me when I was identifying as bisexual and was dating men. Yeah. But... So and the men you were dating were the most bro-y dudes I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. Not all of them. They were all Some of them bro-y. were, like, delicate, though. They might have been tall and lanky, for sure. But they were definitely bros. I ain't got no type, you know? Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. Ooh! So yeah, I mean, she gave me some other, like, great things. Like, you know, she told me that I needed to romance myself. And that, like, the things that I was doing to love my ex. Like, I needed to do those things for myself. Um, And she said something that was also kind of, like, threw me for a loop. Which was, she kept using the phrase, like, I need to parent myself. Mm. Parent myself. Mm -hmm. And if... I know I told you, our sweet, sweet listeners do not know that um, a few months ago, I had my first, like, I did mushrooms for the first time, and I had, like, a really transformative, like, like, spiritual mushroom experience, which, like, sounds... Which is what happens when you do mushrooms. It sounds, like, corny, but, like, genuinely, it wasn't, like, a good time roll. Like, it wasn't, like, a Molly situation. It was, Were like... Were you alone? No, I was with my previous partner in life yeah. and love. Um, but we, it was crazy, like, we both took it at the same time, mm-hmm. but then we both, like, kind of split up into the house and, like, had our own individual experiences. Um, hers did not seem as profound as mine, like, she was like, yeah, that was cool, whatever, and I'm like, I have figured out the universe. Yeah. One of the, my big realizations, which sounds so stupid, but, like, I kept repeating in my head, I was like, everything matters and nothing matters. <laughs> and it, like, somehow, I, like, for the first time, Write I grasped song, that. Darling. Like, that, like, everything matters, but also nothing matters, and both of those things are true, and that took so much weight out of my life that I, like, can't even explain. Like, it made sense to me when I was on drugs. I know that when I say that... It's not that it doesn't make sense, it's just, like, and it's beautiful in that way. It's, like, you have to live in this duality. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is the truth. It's the truth. And you can't give too much of a fuck, but you also can't not give a fuck. Right, like, I think what it really means, like, in the grand scheme of, like, our existence on this earth, like, nothing matters. Meaning, like, right. we are so infinitesimal compared to all the people who have lived on this earth millions of years before us, right? But then it's also, like, because nothing matters, because that doesn't matter, that also means that every little single thing that we do in this life matters. Like, every little moment that we have with each other to love and to experience things and to, like, live our simple little pitiful human lives on this, right. like, floating rock. I mean, what you're saying it matters. is YOLO. At the end of the day, you only live once. So you might as well live your best life. Yeah. That is really what my drug trip taught me. But it also taught me... <laughs> so, like, the side... So, like, okay, 
okay, that realization's happening. Meanwhile, I'm like, I need to get in the bathtub. <laughs> That's like the most me thing every ever. night. Like I need, to, I get the need to get in the bath. I love a bath. Like I live for a bath. I breathe for a bath. I live, die, come back to life in the in bathtub. The bath. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, I need to take a bath. So I get in the bathtub. I like fill up with warm, warm water. I have like my candles lit. I like sink into it. And like, I feel this like embryonic peace just like wash over me. And at that moment, I'm like, man, I love to take baths. Like, why do I love taking baths so much? And I realized, I was like, oh my God, it's a maternal thing for me. It makes me feel mothered. And as you know, and as our listeners will soon find out, I've got so much mommy issues, which is where like all my fucking shit stems from. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm in this bathtub, I'm realizing, and all of a sudden it's like the word just entered my brain. I'm like, you can mother yourself. You have all the tools that you need to mother yourself. And one of those tools that you have discovered is taking baths. It makes me feel held. It makes me feel warm. It makes me feel embraced mm-hmm. in a way that I guess I was not. And it can up. be that simple, you know? That simple. Like, it really is that simple. Like, I have been mothering myself all these years, and, like, you're really good at it. I'm never going to have a mom figure. Like, I'm not, like, there's nothing that I can do to, like, make me relive my childhood and, like, have a mom that's available to me. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't fix or soothe or love myself in a motherly or parental, as my spirit guide said, way. There's no reason I can't do that. So, mind you, like, months later, I'm now dumped. I'm The yeah. Reiki healer is telling me that I need to parent myself. And I'm like, like yeah. duh. It's all connected. It's all connected. So, other than that, she said that I need to balance my masculine and feminine energy. And, like, that doesn't mean, like, male and female. It literally is, like passive versus aggressive right. energy like i have too much aggressive energy we have qualms with that we have qualms with that it's pretty problematic but like i kind of understood what she was saying um basically the the gist of that was that i need to learn to accept energy instead of constantly outputting it have you been practicing that i don't really even know how i don't know how ever since you told me this i'm like i don't know how maybe it's just like as I'm- a lesbian like femme top <laughs> like i don't know how to not just like 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 Get after it. Everything. We're both that way. I know. I don't understand how to just receive. Because, like, I open my arms and, like, nothing fucking happens. It's like, if I don't do the thing, then the thing doesn't happen. If I don't go after the thing, the thing doesn't happen. And I've chased every man I've ever dated. Like, every guy I've ever had. I've always been like, cool. You've been the aggressive. And I'm like, hi. And then I woo them. And, And I think that's something that I... I'm, I don't want to say, like, struggling with or, like, having to come to terms with. Like, I don't know how to feel about it yet. But just the fact that, like, no one has ever chased me. Ooh. You know? Yeah. But it's like, can you count on someone to chase you? Should you yes. wait for someone to chase you? Not necessarily. Is that a weird thing to want? I think I've been in... I'm kind of shocked by that because I actually feel like when I was dating men exclusively, or I guess when I was dating both, it was like... The men, like, I always had men approach me. Like, I was always chased by men, but I always pursued women. Hmm. So, I'm kind of surprised that you, like, went after dudes like that. Like, not that it's a problem. Like, I wish more straight ladies would, like, feel, like, empowered to, like... Right. And not even, like, chase, but just be like, hey, I'm fucking into you. Right. Well, I think I used to be really good at it, and now that this is all over... (laughs) For me. <laughs> <laughs> this is all done for me and um I'm dead now. It's just very difficult to like have that. It's like now I've been burned, whereas before I didn't give a shit, and so now putting myself out there is absolutely more terrifying. Like 
I was, did you ever feel like you were braver when you were younger? Oh, I was so me. I was so authentically me when I was younger. I feel that way all the time. I'm like, how do I get back to my 16-year-old self? My 16-year-old self was the most me, me I've ever been. And what I, the you fuck know what? is that? The other day, like, actually yesterday when I was driving home from Eunice, my family has a farm in West Louisiana. Um, it's a three-hour drive. And I was listening to a bunch of fucking sad girl music. Love it. And I had this moment where I was like, I felt my 16-year-old self. <gasps> like, she was there. Oh like, my I God. felt it. And it was me, but it wasn't me. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I that's still me. Yes, it's still inside you. Now, 16-year-old me was like... Had a lot less emotional intelligence, had oh, a lot yeah. less therapy. I wouldn't want to be 16 again. I wouldn't do that again, but, like, that authenticity of self, I feel like, is a is peak, especially in teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, did you, you felt like that. Oh, yeah. I, th- I was like, I mean, we all think we're going to, like, conquer the fucking world. Like, I just knew, I was like, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm a badass, and, like, fuck haters. Like, it was like, you did, it's just... The self-confidence that I had was, like, out the fucking wazoo. And but I bet you had, like, shit coping mechanisms. Oh, one... I mean, there's so many terrible things also about being a 16-year-old woman. That's just really difficult. And, like, would never want to relive again. But the... And I, I don't know. Is that naivety? Is that... Are, are we blind? Like, what, you know? Like, is some of that false in any way? Or is it just pure... I think it's pure. It's very pure. And, and that's why it's so hasn't powerful. fucked you yet. It's true. You're not jaded. Usually. Well, I mean, I was jaded, but, like, not in the ways that I would come to find out. <laughs> we worse. all dig things up. Cute. But we, I want to go back to, like, our our healing you're right. a little bit. You're right, you're right. We need to circle it back because, you know, I, I mean, a lot of Xanax really helped me, honestly. Yeah. Are you, you don't take any medication. I had to drug myself to sleep every night with melatonin i know but like i'm easily affected by drugs because i okay. don't take drugs but i had to i mean like I so would like not... you had a cup of tea you had the equivalent of a cup of tea every <laughs> a very night. strong cup of tea every <laughs> night um i took more of a melatonin dose than i typically do you, which, you like, knocked yourself out you I, had not, to I mean it. i had to like i had to knock myself out or i would stay up mm-hmm. all like ruminating yeah just thinking about everything and I mean, and you're just sitting there and you're like, what are they doing right now? Like, so much of... Because it wasn't just me healing. Like, I still cared about this person. So, I'm not only trying to heal myself, but I am so incredibly concerned about this other human being who is going through a really terrible time and, like, is obviously not in a mm-hmm. great place and is disintegrated mm-hmm. from the man that I that he used to be to me and to himself. So, I'm not just worried about me. I'm constantly thinking about this person and when we broke up I asked that we would not speak for a whole month you know and he's like sending me emails so that was like incredibly painful and like I said before I was just writing all of my responses down and I love that you did that I love that you did that I wonder if I could like I love that you did that I I I my mom gave me a bunch of Xanax that I'm not prescribed uh come get me feds and that I, I needed to sleep too. Mm-hmm. I needed to sleep a lot because being awake was the worst. But then also I, I got no relief in my dreams because I dreamed past tense and dream present tense about her Constantly. almost every night. Yeah. Um, 
Xanax helped. I, I have some therapist friends who explained to me another symptom that I was experiencing, which was like what I can only describe as like out of body. Yeah. Um, it's called derealization. Um, or another version of it is called depersonalization, but it's basically like a trauma response. Like you literally feel like you are, it's like underwater or like you feel like you're watching yourself or you're watching like you're having an out of body experience. And I feel like I wasn't in my body. I feel like I'm starting to get back into my body now after I guess two months. But for most of that time, I did not feel connected to like my physical form whatsoever. Not even to my brain actually. It was like I could access the like, I could access the like processing parts of my brain that like allowed me to work and like brush my teeth and like function, but I couldn't access the parts of my brain that that did any kind of like deeper thinking. Mm. That's interesting. Did you have that at all? Well, I was I was accessing so much of myself because I was you know, when this happens, you think it's your fault. And so I just had so many questions and I was just like digging deep into our relationship and our history and like I'm going through this note in my phone and it's like like why are you using her for a sexual and emotional crutch will you ever stop that how do I know you'll never do it again was this happening the whole time in the back of your head did you wait five years and finally ready to commit to me but nothing before because it took this thing for him to be like oh my god I want to marry you and I'll move to New Orleans and changed my life and like I want all of this but it's like you had to literally blow up you wrote a lot oh I wrote you journaled a lot day you wrote time you like time stamp wrote your thoughts down yeah I didn't do even, that even just like it's like one eleven, which was a couple days after eight fifty eight a.m. I'm late to work turns out that energy really only works when you go to bed before 1 a.m. and probably without drinking the days pass by so slowly. At the same time, I feel like it's been years since Sunday. And then at 12, I keep getting the strongest urge to talk to you. It's like I'm going through withdrawal. 1240, God, I'm so fucking sad. Like, even if it was just a sentence, I let myself kind of get it out Yeah. of my How, body. Did that feel good to you? Or do you think it was like, like, I mean... I don't... I think sometimes it felt good, and then sometimes it just, like... It was just like I don't even know what to do with all this. It's like yeah. in it's in it's in me and getting it out is somewhat of a relief because at least I can see it. But I'm feeling so many things and I don't know how to suss talk them. about them or suss them and I don't even want to try to really journal about them because I can't even begin to decipher all of these emotions. So I just need to get out a sentence onto a page. So that maybe later I could go back and figure it out. But, like, I I had to document it. I couldn't, in the month and a half afterward, I mean, I couldn't write at all, which is, like, what I do. Yeah. It's, like, who I am. I couldn't write anything. And I had been journaling since January. That was, like, my New Year's resolution. Every time I went to, like, put my pen onto my paper, like, I would, like, choke. It was, like, I can't explain it. It was, like, paralysis. And the same thing with music. I could not listen to any music every piece of music music was triggering to me that's very true every single piece of music like old music new music music that had nothing to do with her nothing to do with us like but you still probably listen to it in the relationship what do you mean like i couldn't listen to anything that that like like they're shaking graves like i like you know those were off topic completely like i mean maggie rogers not gonna happen right like 
Casey Musgraves I could weirdly listen to. But I listened to like Yacht Rock nonstop. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Because it was like emotionally devoid of anything. Like it was purely empty <laughs> pop. <laughs> and I was like, I, it, and also it was not music that we had ever listened to together. And Did it, it remind felt you of childhood? Kind of. That's it was a little bit protective. nostalgia. Yeah. And, and it, like I said, like just completely like separate from my world. Yeah. So it felt safe. And, and also I listened to a lot of podcasts because for the first time in a long time, I was incredibly alone. And, you know, you have a job where you show up and you work with a bunch of people all day. Yes. I show up to my job and talk to one person for a few hours, maybe. And then you go home. And then I'm alone for the rest of the day. So like, I felt so alone and actually like podcasts, the content, of course, I've always listened to podcasts. I love podcasts, but like just hearing people's voices, I found so soothing. Like it made me feel wow. like I had company or that I wasn't alone. I mean, I remember one day in particular, I got off work way er- earlier than I anticipated and I just went home and by home, I mean my cousin's house because I didn't have a place to live mm-hmm. and like I just put my earphones on and I laid down and I watched out of my window as like the rain fell and I listened to podcasts for four hours. (laughs) Like legitimately staring out of the window at the rain and just listen to people talk. I don't think I even processed. Yeah, I was about to ask like did you even really know what they were saying? No. I just kind of like blacked out. And then I was, but then you see, because also for me at the time and like I, I couldn't eat and I still really can't. Like mm-hmm. I've lost twenty pounds. That's in less than two months. And listeners, if you don't know Sydney already, you will learn that Sydney loves food. Food's my life. Food brings Sydney so much joy. Worked in the food industry like basically always your entire career. Even now. Even now. You'll never not work in the food industry. No. So that's been the most appalling thing to me because I got my appetite back probably after two and a half weeks and it's been two months yeah yeah that's insane yeah it's it's only in the last maybe week and a half has it gotten better so that's two two full months but like uh I could not eat food I couldn't look at food I couldn't think about food I couldn't put food down like I meaning like I would like look at food and be like sick or I would have absolutely zero appetite. Like, absolutely no inkling to, like, even think about, do I want to put food in my mouth? It's a very common thing with grief, I think. But I also just had the thought of, like, you love food so much. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, such a relationship that you have with it. Is there anything else that you love on the same kind of level that you've been, like, totally disgusted by or, like, turned off to? Because, like, this thing that you loved this person that you love, mm-hmm. like, denied you, basically. And so yeah. now, and so you are maybe reacting to, like, everything that you love in that way because you're, like, almost right. protecting yourself. Like, well, like, writing, maybe, and then right. food, and then music. Like, I mean, That's all those so things are important to me. But it's almost like, I've, I've heard that, like, what it is with grief is that it's, like, the things that usually brought you joy, like, no longer do. And so it's, like, why do them? So it's, like, it's kind of just empty. Wow. But, I mean, I, so, like, I'm saying I lost 20 pounds, and, like, I don't want anybody to think, like, oh, that's a great diet plan. Like, no. Like, I've been trying to lose weight also for years. 
nothing turns out is more successful as weight loss plan than getting dumped and being heartbroken just because not eating. Just not eating. I mean, like I've dropped at least two or three sizes. Like I had to go buy pants. None of my pants fit me. Actually, that brings us to a great point, which is the healing power of women. Yes. We're going to talk about it every episode. The healing power of women, dude. I could cry right now. I mean, I think we kind of touched on it. We did. In, in the first episode, but like we're going to get drunk each time we talk and scream about and women. just scream about the same things about women. Oh god, I mean fuck. Like, you know, I had lost some weight and I had been very self-conscious that like my pants weren't fitting me correctly. Like most of the things I could make work, but like the pants are really hard if they don't fit. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to yeah. like, wear pants that don't fit you. And you're not a dress person. Don't do dresses ever. So um, I've been kind of like low key complaining and like one day, um, I'm at work and my boss joy, I'm like telling her that after work, I'm going to go to target and buy some jeans because I need some pants that fit me. And I've been telling her about my pants and weight loss struggle. And she's like, hold on, I have something for you. And she like return emerges with a Madewell gift card, which is my her favorite store, my absolute favorite store. It's like lesbian soccer mom chic. And, I mean, plus they do collaborations with Vans. Like, does it get gayer? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. So, the answer. <laughs> fucking, Joy gives me this gift card. And, like, I mean, I could have cried right there. You know? Like, I literally could have wept right there. Because that just felt so over the top. But it's like, she knew that was my favorite store. And she knew that, like, I hadn't had any pants. And, like, she knows those are my favorite pants. So, I was, like, touched by that. Totally. So, after work, I rolled up to the mall. Went to the Madewell. And, as you also know... I'm always there, and so I know literally everyone who works at the Madewell. They've tried to get her to work there many times. Several times I've been emailed, specifically by the manager there, who's like, will you work for us? And I'm like, no, because y'all can <laughs> pay me. I will never work retail, and you will never pay me enough. <laughs> I, you know, not that I would never, but like right now, no. Especially in Metairie. I'm not going to make that commute. No. But all that is to say, I run into one of the girls there who I've been knowing now for years, and she's like, oh, like, what are we shopping for today? And I was like, jeans, like, I've lost some weight, like, I don't even actually know what size I need, like, uh, and so, like, through this jean shopping, you know, like, for the next, like, two hours, she, like, painstakingly helps me, like, pull all kinds of jeans, and, like, pick different sizes, and, like, go back to the drawing board, and, like, back and forth, and, like, as we're going through that jean shopping process, we're, like, kind of bonding, because I'm telling her, like, you know, I told her I'm just kind of going through it right now. I wasn't really ready to like talk the about story, yeah. the story, but I was like kind of going through it right now. And she's like, you know, I have depression and like I have anxiety. And like we kind of just bonded over depression and anxiety and like what it's like when you're just like really fucking sad and how we deal. And by the time we finished all that, I ended up with two pairs of jeans that I really liked. And I was trying to choose between them. And she was like, look, like your gift card is going to cover one of them. The other one, I'm going to like do what I can and like give you a little discount. And she did, and she, so, like, I paid, like, hardly nothing for, like, two pairs of, like, very expensive jeans because two fucking women just, like, loved on me. Like, I let myself be sad at people, and that's hard for me. It's very hard for you. And it, I mean, I felt, like, I mean, I walked out of that made well, like, I could have cried. I I actually did. I cried in my car when I got to the parking lot. That's amazing. It broke me. Like, it broke something in me to let myself feel that vulnerable, but, like, that loved by women. You have to, if you aren't that type of person, you need to learn to be that kind of person. Because you deserve to feel that. 
in every way. Yeah. And the and the people, if you're a lady, and the people that are gonna like love on you in that way are gonna be like other fucking ladies. Like, women love women in ways that I've never experienced before, and it doesn't have to be your mom or your sister. Like, no, there is such an unbreakable tie between all of us, and it is so amazing. And I think what I really did a lot of was just so many people were like let's go out like let me buy you a drink which I know like that's how that's how you are yeah that's That's what I love to do and so and we just would I mean I talked to so many people and so you know telling the story is so difficult Mm -hmm. and like you know I tell it and like I get hives and shit but it was like telling it over and over again almost allowed me to like reclaim the story Mm-hmm. Where I tell like, it in the way that you wanted to. Yeah, like this is a thing that happened to me, and I, I don't know. It just became very. I became less ashamed of it. I think, and yeah. the more women I talked to, the more women were like, "This happened to me too," or "This is what I've learned from this," or just the encouragement of like that was a big part of your healing process yeah was reaching out to other people yeah you were very active about that I well I'm I'm never what's interesting is like I think I was I'm fine I'm fine like I was fine for so long like I was in a stable relationship I had a great job I've been hustling like things are okay like my story for five years like didn't really change how are you like I'll be honest that I'm stressed about this but like I'm fine and I always had all these other people, other women in our life that I was like, tell me everything, like what's going on? And we would talk through their struggles and all these things. And I finally was able to kind of like cash in and be like, hey, like I'm not okay. And here's why. And it's, it is surprising to like finally let yourself be loved and loved upon by other women because I feel like I've a lot of the time been the shoulder to cry on and have been the person to like offer advice and be the listening ear you I was going you it made me realize it when you said that like you specifically maybe me not so much but you specifically have always been such a great friend I think it's the Taurus in you I mean like you're the friend who's known to drop everything and be there or you will show up like with a bottle of wine you'll show up with a chocolate bar you'll show up with a car with a bath bomb like you just, like, make your friends feel, like, so taken care of. You've made me feel that way so many times. And, like, I know if you've done it to me, you've done it a million times to a million other people. So I like that you said, you know, cashing in on that because you have so been a support system for so many. And, like, when you needed it, those people... They showed up. Showed the fuck up. They showed the fuck up. And I hate... I don't like using the term cash in because it's not like you can really, like, earn anything like that. But it was really... You needed people. Yeah, you know, it was the first time I really felt like I needed people and I needed someone to validate me. I needed someone to tell me that everything was going to be okay. I needed people to tell me that he's a dick and I was going to be a millionaire and like have a villa in Spain. And it's like, sometimes you just need people to tell you those things. Yeah. And maybe I will have a villa in Spain, you know, like that's the ultimate goal. But like in those moments, it was like, You know, I mean, thank God you just don't have to be alone. Don't have to be alone.